This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 125. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's topic, handling an opponent's last-minute notice that they're videotaping your client's deposition. Hey, everybody. So what to do when the day before your client's deposition, opponents send an amended notice or maybe just email you and say they're also going to videotape the deposition of your client or witness? Or what to do if they simply show up with a videographer the morning of the deposition? Well, here are the takeaways for dealing with last-minute notifications by opponents that they're going to videotape your client's deposition. Now, keep in mind that this analysis is based on the federal rules of civil procedure and the supermajority of states that have adopted the federal rules as their own. But videotaping is one of those topics where there is a notable lack of uniformity in the rules of many states. So be sure to check the language of your state court rules on this topic if you're not in the federal system. Takeaway number one, the rule on adding an additional method of recording, Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 30B3B, does not provide a deadline for adding an additional method of recording, including videotaping. It simply says, with prior notice to the deponent and other parties, any party may designate another method for recording the testimony in addition to that specified in the original notice. So there isn't a bright line rule defining sufficient notice of the addition of another method of recording. That's takeaway number one. Second takeaway, there's a fair degree of what I would call shoulder shrugging among courts that have addressed last minute notices of a plan to videotape, as if to say, absent extraordinary circumstances, what's the big deal? On the issue of sufficient prior notice, one court, that's the Subert case in the show notes, S-C-U-B-E-R-T, said just a few days advance notice is enough. The court in the Chawla case in the show notes said even one day's notice is enough. With the federal judge there saying, look, this is the 21st century. Videotaping isn't rare. And it shouldn't be a surprise, even if tacked on at the last moment. And some courts have said that the prior notice uh, can be in the form of an email. You don't have to go back and amend the original notice. The judge in the Subert case said the rule doesn't say how prior notice has to be conveyed. It just has to be conveyed. Next point, continuing with this what's the big deal theme among some courts, We've included three cases in the show notes where the courts have said that even contingent or qualified notice, such as may be videotaped or will be recorded stenographically and or by videotape, is sufficient. That's the Jones, Conforto, and Rawcar cases in the notes. Next takeaway, because of this often indifferent judicial attitude toward the issue, it's a best practice to address the issue of videotaping whenever you're preparing your clients or witnesses for deposition. Now, I don't agree that it's not a big deal. Ambush videotaping poses the risk, without doubt, of disadvantaging your deponents. It's why some lawyers engineer the last-minute notice, why they wait until the last possible moment. Your client or your witness may not know where to look, at the opposing lawyer, at the camera, and other issues. Did they dress properly? 
are they prepared to moderate their tone of voice since the video is now going to capture that for the judge and jury? Are they prepared to moderate their facial gestures to avoid becoming upset, loud, or anxious? Will their background, since it was unexpected, send the wrong message, especially if they're appearing remotely? These concerns can all be addressed and eliminated by routinely covering them in your depot prep sessions. It just doesn't take a lot of time to add that as an additional subject. So it's truly a best practice to include routine discussion of this possibility. Next takeaway, even if you didn't get proper notice of the videotaping, your remedy is to object and then proceed with the videotaped deposition. You generally cannot just refuse to proceed unless there's something truly extraordinary, harassing, or prejudicial about the surprise use of videotaping as an additional method. Remember that Rule 30C2, titled Objections, says that an objection at the time of the examination, quote, whether to evidence, to a party's conduct, to the officer's qualifications, to the manner of taking the deposition, or to any other aspect of the deposition, must be noted on the record, but the examination still proceeds. The testimony is taken subject to any objection. End quote. So at least under the federal rules and the states that have adopted those rules, simply walking out because of the fact that videotaping was a surprise might get you into hot water. So absent extraordinary circumstances, and I'll talk about some examples shortly, what to do? Well, first, object on the record. Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 30C2 says that an objection to the manner of taking the deposition, which includes last-minute notice of videotaping, must be made, quote, on the record. And that's a key phrase. Some courts have interpreted the phrase on the record literally, meaning that if you take your opposing counsel aside before the deposition starts and you make your objection then, it's not on the record and you've waived it. Same thing if you wait until the deposition's over and make an objection. Again, not on the record. So if you're going to object, make it once the deposition starts and the court reporter has started typing so it meets that requirement. So let the witness get sworn, make your objection, and then, of course, under the Rule uh, 30C2, the deposition will proceed subject to those objections. Now, Rule 30D3 does allow you to suspend a deposition in progress if it's being conducted in a harassing or oppressive manner. But we didn't find any cases that specifically say that the addition of videotaping alone meets this test absent extraordinary circumstances. All right, so now assuming that you made your timely objection on the record, the next step once the deposition is over is to file a motion in limine to exclude the videotape from use as evidence. You've preserved your objection and the way to obtain a court ruling, as you know, to prevent evidence from being used at trial is through a motion in limine. And we've got a couple of cases in the show notes, that's Garcia and Woods, where lawyers did exactly that, and those motions were successful. The judge said in those cases to the party that sought its admission, you clearly didn't provide sufficient notice, and so while you can use the stenographic version of the transcript, the videotaped version is out. All right. I do want to stress that there are some cases that say short notice 
of a plan to videotape is improper and that a lawyer would be justified in refusing to proceed unless the video camera is turned off. So it's not to say there are no circumstances where pulling the plug on the deposition at that moment isn't warranted. If you are in state court, it's especially important to check your rules and do some research on these issues to see what the courts in your state court jurisdiction have said. As I mentioned earlier, there is some variation among state court jurisdictions on the issue how videotaping must be noticed, how much notice must be given, and the rights of the non-videotaping party when facing this situation. But the point is that in broad strokes, judges don't seem to be buying into arguments of shock and prejudice in ordinary circumstances where the complaint is no more than that we just didn't get reasonable notice and it's unfair. And here's an excerpt from the Chawla case, C-H-A-W-L-A case, uh, 10 years ago to underscore the point. There the magistrate judge received a call from plaintiff's counsel the morning of deposition complaining that the defendant's notice of an intent to videotape was served just the day before. Here's what the magistrate judge had to say. Quote, plaintiff's deposition by defendant may be videotaped. Counsel telephoned Chambers this morning at about 9.50 a.m. to ask the court to resolve counsel's dispute as to whether plaintiff's deposition may be videotaped. Plaintiff's counsel argues that he didn't have sufficient notice of the videotaping because although the deposition itself was noticed more than a month ago, defense counsel sent him a notice of the videotaping yesterday afternoon. Plaintiff's counsel argues that the prejudice to his client is that she was not prepared for a videotape session. The motion to prohibit videotaping is denied for among the following reasons. Plaintiff and her counsel had notice of the deposition for many weeks. The substance of a videotaped deposition is no different from that of a transcribed deposition. And so there is no prejudice to plaintiff with regard to preparation. Plaintiff's counsel had notice since yesterday of the videotaping, and that was adequate notice. Now here the court also said a deposition is necessarily recorded as it is the preservation of sworn testimony. And then this line, in the 21st century, it is not unusual and should not be unexpected that a deposition will be preserved by the manual typing of a court reporter and or by audio and video recording technology, end quote. Now that quote came 10 years ago, a full decade ago, where a judge showed some level of irritation at the idea that lawyers should be surprised and caught off guard by the addition of videotaping. And as if to underscore the sense that this magistrate judge saw this complaint as a nothing burger, her order stayed the deposition for all of one hour to allow the plaintiff to appeal the ruling to the district judge. Now, as you may know, most or all federal civil cases come with a two-pack of judges. The magistrate judge, who often deals with day-to-day -day issues that arise in a case, and the district judge, who typically rules on summary judgment and presides over case-critical hearings and trials. District judges appointed by the president, magistrate judges usually appointed or voted upon by uh, judges in a given district. Now, the plaintiff's lawyer here did appeal in the Chawla case to the district judge, but fared no better. Not only did the district judge reject the appeal, 
but she topped off the ruling by saying that the plaintiff should be sure to wear a microphone. All right, so uh, some quick practice tips and then we'll wrap up. First, as always, to avoid a problem, just build this into the deposition prep sessions. It doesn't take a lot of additional time. And if there are issues or concerns that your deponent may have about being videotaped, that's the time to find out so that you can take appropriate action and obtain agreement or clarification from the opposing counsel and if needed, uh, seek input from the judge. Now, you'll often know if you deal with the same lawyers on a regular basis, whether they are the type to surprise you with a video camera the morning of. And you may decide uh, for that reason that some depot prep sessions just don't need a discussion about videotaping. But I do think you need to make space in your preparation toolkit for this kind of conversation. All right, so let your deponents know the deposition might be videotaped. Let them know that the rules generally don't require our adversaries to give us a whole lot of notice. And that's why we need to talk about what to do differently if we get there and there's a videographer. And this is when you'll want to talk to your deponents about how to deal with this issue, whether you want them to look directly into the camera and talk to the fact finder, or whether it's okay to keep their eyes focused on the examining lawyer. Depending on the circumstances, your deponent's testimony may be much more compelling if they are looking directly into the camera and talking to the judge or jury. Video of the side of their head may not sell as well, so don't miss that opportunity if it's important to the case. You'll also want to talk to your witnesses about how they should dress so that they convey the impression that you want the judge or jury to have. You'll want to talk about the importance of controlling the pace of the examination, controlling their tone of voice and their facial gestures. Sometimes lawyers who use videotaping as a surprise tactic are hoping to agitate your deponent and trigger displays of anger, which might just reinforce a theme that the opponent is trying to concoct. Certain behaviors in a deposition just don't sell terribly well in the reserved and formal environment of a courtroom, especially when the video is played on a very large screen right near the jury. Now suppose there is something extraordinary in your case that you feel makes the surprise videotaping harassing, oppressive, or in bad faith. Under those circumstances, you do have the ability, under the rule, to temporarily suspend the deposition and move for a protective order on the record. That's Rule 30D3. When might this arise? Well, if your client is someone who has suffered grievous emotional or physical distress at the hands of the adversary, especially if the particular witness or individual who caused that distress is present, well then the presence of a video camera might well be intended to be a tool of oppression. Another example, maybe the opponent is a lawyer or a party that has been known to take videotape of depositions and publicize them online for purposes of fundraising, to make political points, or for other improper motives. Or maybe the deposition was scheduled to take place somewhere totally inappropriate for videotaping, and notice of videotape was intentionally withheld until the last moment. But failing something unusual, again, your option is to object on the record and proceed and then move in limine after the deposition 
to exclude the use of the videotape, not the transcript, the stenographic version, but the video. And by the way, I also recommend that in every situation where you feel like you were ambushed, always ask the court reporting agency and videographer when they received notice that the deposition would be videotaped. A meaningful delay between when the opposing lawyer provided notice to the videographer and the court reporter and when they provided it to you could be very useful in seeking to exclude the videotape later because it will obviously allow you to show that the tactic was intentional. All right, that's it for today. Courts just don't give much weight uh, to the ordinary argument in the ordinary situation that an opposing lawyer didn't give us enough notice of an intent to add videotaping. So while our natural reaction is usually one of legitimate and genuine surprise and maybe shock, the courts increasingly just don't see it that way. The collective import of the dozen or so decisions in the show notes for this episode is that it's just best to anticipate it, best to build it into your regular deposition preparations. That way, if you arrive and it turns out the deposition is being videotaped, you've got it covered. So thank you for listening. And just a reminder, as you've heard me say in the past, not all podcast platforms, and we're on all the major platforms, will display the full show notes. Sometimes our show notes contain quite a few court decisions and are quite long. If that's the case, if you suspect that you're not seeing all of the cases that we referenced or that are cited in our show notes, uh, just navigate down uh, to a link on the site where you get the podcast, and it should say something like go to podcast homepage. If you do that and click through, you'll see the complete list of every episode. We've made the show notes a very important piece of this podcast. We started providing you with the research that supports each topic back in episode 24. So the notes always contain the leading cases and rules on the topic being covered, and we make sure to include the case name, the full citation, and a parenthetical to help get you started. It's really an invaluable research bank anytime you face these issues. Anyway, I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you again soon.